0: All right, welcome back, everyone. We got another High Council meeting. Something great's happening in the Star Wars universe, and that is the release of Bad Batch season three. We got episodes one, two, and three. Uh, what two AM our time, I believe, here in Kansas. Um, and we are here to talk about it. And joining me uh, for the first time, I think, on the High Council, we got Jacob. Jacob, go ahead and tell, tell everybody about yourself.
1: Oh. My bad. So, hello, uh, my name's Jacob, and I've been following Star Wars since I was about seven years old, and automatically, once Clone Wars came out, went to the movie, oh, I don't know, a couple times, and then course introducing star wars to my wife we have absolutely fallen in love with the bad batch and i am also a captain rex uh cosplayer i designed and got the suit myself and as you can see behind me i'm still a collector of everything star wars so
0: happy to be here awesome thanks for joining us jacob and of course we're also joined by eric eric how are you doing
2: doing pretty good super excited to talk about some bad batch
0: yes eric and i got to watch the first two episodes together so that was pretty fun and of course the one and only the coolest guy in salina is the brandalorian
3: that's me (laughs) sk down and bound baby (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you want to tell me about yourself yeah, um, uh, Clan Brandalorian, that's what I uh, do. I got you know the YouTube channel going. Uh, try to stay pretty active on Instagram, TikTok, and that's all. Uh, Clan Brandalorian. Uh Try to keep it nice and simple uh, all through the Star Wars trilogies from original trilogy to sequel trilogy. I know some people can't bear with that, but I love it all. <laughs> so if, if you like all of that and want to stay positive, just come check me out. We keep it real chill on my channel.
0: Yeah, it's a good time. It's an absolute good time. Brandon's always been on our show a bunch of times. We've started getting on his, so it's been a fun back and forth. Eric, this is your second or third time, I think, joining us. And Jacob, yeah, yeah. this is Jacob's uh, first second. time on the High Council. He joined yeah. us for a uh, breakdown of something. I can't remember exactly what
1: it was. Uh, I think it was. Oh, what was? It? I think it was a trailer or announcement of okay. some sort. I think for the yeah. Mando movie. Okay. Yeah, maybe that was
0: it. And then, um, Jacob's also, like I, I told people, like I told Eric and Brandon, he, we've gone some comic co- or sort of some Star Wars celebrations together, and we are working on some stuff for the YouTube channel that'll hopefully come out this summer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's been a little bit harder to get rolling, but anyways, let's go ahead and dive into Bad Batch Season 3. Um, what are your guys' first of all, you know, your f- what is your feel for clone force 99 from the start of season one to what we've seen today? And then, you know, which season has been your favorite, you know, out of one and two, obviously we're only three episodes into season three, but,
3: um, uh, Brandon, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Um, yeah. If we're talking about feel, man, you, it, it's something different. You I mean, you know, it's the end. Um, and I feel like the writers and Disney, they, it seems like we're trying to, you know, tie into a trilogy of some sort specifically. So, Uh, With that being said, you know, it has to be done perfect. And I think so far, everything feels perfect. Um, uh, I think the timing's great. The pacing's looking really good. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like the first episode uh, as a filler, which uh, it's the first episode of a season. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess some people have never watched a TV series before. So,
1: um,
3: <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I think it's great. It shows what Omega is going through. You know, we haven't seen them in, you know, over a year and a half now. And, uh, we're, we're finally catching back up, but I think they're the foot's on the pedal. Uh, I think Disney's really going out with a bang with this season. So I'm excited. I think they went three for three this, this week. Awesome. 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 Eric, how about you? Yeah,
2: I agree. I think so far we we've got off to a great start. You know, sure. I mean, I guess you could argue episode one got off to a slow start, but I think they have to kind of build back up until like catch us up. What's been going on, right? Like they can't just come in and like boom right in our face. I feel like that would kind of the vibe would be kind of off if they did something like that. But um, I'm lo- I'm loving it so far. It definitely has a much darker feel than the other two seasons, um, which I think is just kind of like setting the stage what the season's going to be all about. But I'm, I'm liking it so far. So. Um yeah I'm excited for for what else they have in store for us very cool
0: How
1: about you jacob <laughs> yeah i I definitely agree with eric um you know with with season two, you know the tragedy of season two um but I gotta say with the writing and the direction that it's been going and it has been going. Um, it, it mimics a lot of the original trilogy patterns, which, you know, Lucas is quoting for saying it's, it's like a poem, you know, it rhymes, uh, when creating Empire Strikes Back, uh, the director, I can't remember his name, but it's quoted in the documentary Empire of Dreams that someone had to die, uh, you know, and and that's the reflection of season two and even at the start of Return of the Jedi the heroes are in a dark place and the, these first three episodes definitely set that tone and set that pace and now we have a glint of hope which is exactly oh. on pace for what star wars is and what it's all about and these first three episodes absolutely reflect that it's a dark place but there's light at the end of their tunnel absolutely
0: yeah
2: yeah for that's definitely ring. something i pick up on, on too jacob sorry jimmy um yep. just kind of like the 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 hope that is Omega, that's something I definitely picked up on too. Is like Star Wars kind of have this overarching theme of like hope in a really dark place. And that's something Absolutely. that I really noticed with Omega in that first episode, in this first couple episodes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Irving Kirshner.
1: Yes, that's what it is. Ir- Irving Kirshner, <laughs> who is the
0: director of Empire.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, okay. So, I guess I should give everyone a warning, uh fair warning that this will be a spoiler heavy. Uh, everything's everything that we've seen that we know about the Bad Batch from Seasons 1 through 3 will be a fair game moving forward. You guys did an awesome job of not <laughs> saying anything, so I appreciate that. Um, so fantastic. Um, is Season 3 Episodes 1 through 3, is it what you were expecting? And we'll just keep going in kind of the same order, Brandon. Was it what you were expecting? Like, you know, we saw that trailer that was just like action-packed and insane looking, um, and then we got you no, know, we got a pretty slow I I really liked the first episode. I thought it set an awesome tone. But mm-hmm. um, you know, from the trailer to what we got, was season three so far what you were expecting?
3: Um, yeah. I mean, I I already sent Disney an email on why Quislin <laughs> Voss isn't in the first episode. I mean it's, it's 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 pretty apparent that he should be there. No, I'm just joking. But uh <clears throat> I I no, like you said, I think the um, the way we get that fresh start was really good. Um, for, um, coming from the trailer, you know, we see a Ventress, uh, Fennec Shand, Cad Bane, like just, just those three right there. It's like, you already know the season's going to be good and their presence doesn't need to be rushed yet. When that happens, I know it'll happen at the perfect time, but what I was really hoping for was a catch up. And I feel like that's what we got. And I love that Omega is really like the focal point. Um, you know, we get to see, uh, rec, you know, uh, Hunter all the way down through the rest of the group, uh, in the first season, uh, Omega is kind of a confused character. And then the second season, we kind of build more on like echo and tech. And then obviously, you know, like you said, spoiler warning, our boy tech isn't here anymore, which sucks, but you know, we we're going through different characters and I feel like this is Omega's time to shine. And that's what I've been waiting for. Cause I was one of the confused people at first. So I think right now with how the trailer's kind of tying in, I think it's taking a good start, you know? So I'm, I'm just glad we're getting more, more backstory about what is exactly going on. Awesome. Yeah. I would, I would agree with you completely. Eric, what about you?
2: Yeah. I agree with Brandon uh, trying to see like what's going on with Omega. Cause like you said, like the first few seasons, she just kind of tagged it along and like, we're trying to figure out why she was so special and like kept a secret for, for so long. Um, and so it's really cool to see kind of how it's playing out. And within the first three episodes, we're kind of getting an idea of how that's looking. So, um, but with the trailers, you know, it looked really action packed and really exciting. And I think, um, I kind of expected to get a little bit slower of a start. Like I mentioned, I don't think they could come out, you know, swinging all bringing in all the new characters and stuff. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, I like where they're where they're at, and helping us catch up with what's going on, and uh, really set the stage for what's what's going to happen here in the future.
1: Come yes, on. yeah, Jacob. Yep. So uh, immediately from that first trailer, I, I'm a clone guy, as you can see by my sweater and my pops and everything, and being uh, you know, an action figure of Captain Rex, quite literally. <laughs> um, uh, seeing you know all the capabilities, you know the clone turbo tanks and of all the clone commandos, at least the armor that's present throughout literally all three episodes, and just understanding the cloning process. And even in the second episode, with our little surprise that we got uh, in the form of three new characters that we're introduced to. Uh, It's, it's just great. It's going to be action packed and definitely playing into the fan service. And exactly that it's, it's the buildup that you can only do so much within the first three episodes, but you also got to keep the balance because we definitely got a little glimpse of what the grand plan is with uh, Papa Palpatine. And then (laughs) of course, like we talked about earlier, it's, it's the hope that there's still hope that things can be thwarted, but of course, with our timeline, you know we kind of know how some things go over here, but we also know how some things go over here. So um, it will definitely be interesting. You know, that's what a lot of these series are doing is kind of filling in those blanks of we know the ending, but how are we going to get to that ending, and what's going to happen along the way for all these characters? So in comparison to the trailer, it's going to be really interesting the part that they play in everything. Awesome. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's curious because I Brandon. I was just
0: we were just on Brandon's show. And I think you asked uh, at the end, you asked us like, you know, what were our, you know, our theories or our opinions or what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. My my thing was, I don't know. until I find out what Omega's deal is, right? I kept saying that right. I think I was like, I need to know. I kind of had a feeling what Omega was for. And I think we find out, we found out, but yeah, so this is pretty exciting for everyone who does, you know, podcasts and YouTubes. There's going to be so much speculation moving forward. Now it's going to be insane. But having said that, Let's go ahead and jump into uh, episode one and we'll just, you know, give me your highlights of the episode. You know, for me, I think <laughs> on my second watch through, it was the fact that the Lurka Hound droid, his call sign was K-9. So I thought that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get <laughs> that the first time through, um, yeah. that was like one of my favorite things. So go ahead. Um, I guess what we'll do too on this, on this part is like, I'll let Brandon go in episode one and then we'll kind of rotate and then I'll get eric go and jacob go that way um we guys can get some time to rest in between questions but yeah so brandon episode one highlights the tone the score action story whatever what was it for you
3: um i think it was really um i think the highlight for me is emery i was really um excited to see what how big of a role she'd play and you know we see her right off the bat um especially at the end of last season you know she's like uh, you know, we're sisters Omega, which, you know, all the clones and stuff, they're all brothers, sisters, you know, but I mean, she's a direct, uh, like brother, 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 sibling, uh, to Boba Fett. So obviously that's a huge, like, Holy (laughs) Boba Fett, like what's going on, like has a sister out there and it's, you know, and so with Emery telling Omega that, you know, she's a sibling as well. And it seemed more of like a, um, like a blood thing, you know, not a clone. Like more of a direct clone. So I was like, wait, is she like a, a Fet three? Like what is she? Oh yeah. Um so I thought that was really cool. We got to see her right away. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I I'd say like Emery's character for me, like that's something I was really expecting. Uh or something I wasn't expecting in it, it just you know, first episode right there, we get to see, you know, her taking Omega through her daily routines and then, you know, seeing a sad and broken crosshair, which is actually kinda good to see because I mean you'd think Hughes is kinda just like dead, really. Just like whatever, I'm doing whatever I can, I guess, just kinda going through the motions, but I like that he's actually showing some emotions. It's it's really good for that character. So I, I think those are what popped out to me for the first episode.
0: Yeah, it was cool the um like They've giving you just enough memory, but they also didn't give you enough backstory on her, right? Cause where was she, you know, what was that all about? And then with the, like the doll thing, I thought that was kind of cool. She's kind of like on that fence. I'm kind of curious as what's going to, what her deal is going to be moving on. But um, Eric, what about you? Highlights for yeah. episode one? Yeah. So uh,
2: yeah, just kind of go off of everything. I, that's not something I was super expecting um, to be honest. I, like I, kind of remembered her as a side character, but I wasn't super expecting anything like a lot from her. So getting to see her with Omega was pretty cool. And you can kind of tell there's a little bit of a soft spot there. If they're developing that, it'll be interesting to see how that, um, how you know how they, how they use that later on down the line. Um, but one of the big things that stood out to me, Jimmy, as we were watching it was, uh, I just, I forgot how much I loved Hemlock as a villain. Like oh, he's just goodness. like the perfect mad scientist and the voice actor's awesome. Like I just really enjoyed seeing him again. And, and, uh, like what, what he's trying to do and like the, the perfect cutthroat imperial like scientist. It's just so cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, and then also them setting the the tone with the really like kind of darker mood um, that I, I liked that a lot because obviously this is going to be a pretty dark season, I think with, with some of the things that are going to have to happen. Uh, but those were kind of the big things that stood out to me.
0: Very cool. Jacob?
1: Uh, I would say a lot of the character development that, that you see in it. Um, this is a completely new Omega. Uh, even with uh, Emery, uh, her little bit of character development that you see near the end. Um, as someone that has a background in psychology, seeing those transitions and those developments and the beautiful transition that we got right in the middle where she had, I think, 21 days that she'd been keeping track of. And then all of a sudden we just fast forward and I don't know. I didn't pause to count how many days that, that she'd been there, but you could definitely tell that, um, you know, Mega being separated from her squad, uh, little spoiler going into the next couple episodes, she definitely learns to adapt and to improvise as many of the clones did uh, during their time during the war that she was a clone and it just shows that the character development that she's come a long way with and without you know all her brothers to back her up uh, without the squad being there and things are just moving in the right direction that you know everything that nala say had planned for her whether it's direct or indirect has Come to light right now, and she's just at that pivotal, pivotal, essentially, purity point in her skills and her development as a character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean,
0: there was, I, I remember I turned to Eric, I was like, she's only been there for 20 days, man. What's the big deal? You know, and then <laughs> yeah. Flash, and it's like, well, I don't know. I, I, now uh, I want to go find yeah. out, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I know, maybe yeah. I'll do it after this. It took us a
2: second, too, when they panned her the longer hair, like, wait, she might be a little bit, and then we saw the march, we like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, um, yeah, I I haven't really been online much. I don't really care what other people think, I guess, except for like you guys and you know Jack <laughs> and Taylor, and we'll talk about it and you know all the explorers. But people, I didn't realize people weren't happy with this first episode. I thought it was kind of exactly what it needed. Expect yeah, just set the tone, mm-hmm. man. I I you just I don't know. I know people. Some of the same sounds like some of the same complaints with Andor where like people don't want a store. They just want action. And oh, I think yeah. this is going to be more yeah. of a movie style, deep, you know, deep storytelling. So I mean, everyone just mm-hmm. needs to relax and get ready to go. Eric, moving on to you for episode two highlights. Um, and I have one question that I like all three of you to answer. What's going to happen to our new young clone troopers who by the way two of them the younger two were voiced by someone i didn't recognize the third one was voiced by the daniel logan because i had to check it out i was like who is this and it was angelica houston that was um the the mom the the leader of the syndicate because we were sitting there like trying to rack our brains as to who who our voice was like we know this we know this that's a pretty big get angelica houston like that's nuts so um again Highlights for episode two, and then just the one question: What is going to happen to our young clone troopers? Ooh.
2: So, stand up for episode two. Um, I liked it. I thought, you know, the the kind of starting off—I don't remember starting off—but you know, getting to see where Hunter and Wrecker and kind of me, you know, me and Jimmy were watching, we kind of noticed like their armor is really messed up. Like you can tell they've been through some stuff in the time. That's passed um, between season two and even the beginning of season three, and where we catch them at, um, that was pretty. That was pretty cool to see. Um, and then getting to see kind of that old base. We, and for any High Republic people out there, we're, me and Jimmy were suspecting that maybe the the Empire was trying to recreate the the drangir or whatever that with that crazy plant. Um, that was that was pretty cool to see. And, and getting to see those uh, clone troopers, you know get the three boys and kind of get them to change their mind about being more cutthroat and kind of, you know, join the brotherhood, if you would. Um, With those three, you know, I'm not sure because, you know, they talked about dropping them off at the planet where they could be refugees and, like, start a new life. Um, I think the boys will find that very tempting. But, um, I don't know. I I think there's going to be a big part of them that wants to, to help them with their cause, I think. I think they might end up joining. All
0: right. All right, Jacob. Episode two. Your favorite highlights and what's going to happen to those three young boys?
1: Yeah. So, uh, definitely, again, being a big fan of the character development. I mean, you, immediately the introduction of Hunter and Wrecker just really trying their hardest and trying to overcome, you know, the losses that they had sustained over time and them just really trying to get the school, get the band back together pretty much. Um, so, just them understanding, you know, really how broken they are and how dependent they are on one another, but also weakens, but yet strengthens them all at the same time was just really moving and uh, pretty emotional too, because, you know, these are characters that almost anyone can relate to and to connect to. So it's in one way or another. So it's just heartbreaking to see it, but I will say it will be definitely a hot topic, but I got to love the killer plant. Uh, (laughs) There's definitely something about it. It brings me back to uh, the halo flood days is reminded me uh, with the little creature just running around, seeing the three of them lunging at your face and just trying to eat that terrified me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, right. So it definitely reminded me of that. And also what's also interesting is I think it was Clone Wars season one or season two, Mystery of a Thousand Moons, um, with the blue shadow virus, where oh, Obi Wan yeah. and Anakin mm. Yep had to go get uh root, I think is what it's called. And the boy that helps them says, don't touch the plants. It makes them angry. So, of course, the Empire evolving from the Republic. Yes, let's weaponize these killer plants that don't like to be touched uh, that we learned yeah. from the Republic days from our Jedi enemies or rivals, whatever you want to call them. And let's weaponize them. And it goes horribly wrong. So so I just felt that was very Empire, very on theme, and definitely appreciated it. And um, in terms of our three extra clones that we've got, if I've learned anything from definitely season four of Star Wars Rebels... Uh, it is definitely that I believe that they will definitely play a part in our season finale, because that's when the whole gang gets together and all these new characters that we've introduced and that what we've been teased about in the trailer, I feel we're all going to rally together and defeat the bad guys and bring down the empire. So that's that's something that I'm really looking forward to that if they follow that on theme, that it's going to be one heck of a season finale for sure already looking ahead. Yeah. Very cool. All right,
3: Brandon, what about you? Yeah, that was some good stuff right there. Um yep. man, um yes, episode two, almost said season two. Episode two was um <laughs> A nice, uh, like, it's kind of like a get back, you know, we get uh, to see wrecker and Hunter right away. Um, I like how they bring that pike up, you know, I'm a huge book of Boba Fett yeah. guy. So <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, I got to see these little pesky pikes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love how they give Duran his, uh, like his horn back. That was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, But, um, you know, getting some intel from, uh, their leader and, uh, I, I knew it wasn't going to lead them right to Mount Tantis. I knew that they Mm -hmm. probably were behind or delayed quite a bit too easy. Yeah. Way too easy. (laughs) And, uh, so I was like, all right, let's see where this goes. And I did see the, uh, little preview from a couple of days ago that uh, Disney had, or star Wars had let out. Um, and it showed them walking through the jungle with the, uh, the younger clones. And, uh, yeah, dude. I love the, you know, that they're bringing, uh, Daniel Logan back. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, but you know, for, for me, what I've been kind of noticing is that I feel like more than ever, we've been seeing, you know, Logan at a lot of the like cons and stuff lately. And he's been like hanging out with a lot of the actors and some of the, you know, screenplay writers and stuff. So maybe that, uh, you know, since he's getting a role again, maybe in some future projects or maybe even in the Mando verse, we get three Daniel Logans pulling up and Mm -hmm. it's, it's the, it's the triplets. So that would be kind of cool. Maybe get him back on the big screen. You know, we're got Hayden back, got Ahmad best back. Let's, let's get Daniel back. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. Um, But yeah, I think the, I think the young clones are going to set up uh, like Jacob said, you know, for this season, because there's really no way to get rid of them. I feel like especially in the Marauder they like zoomed in on uh Mox's face, I think that's his name. Yeah. Uh they zoomed in right on him when he's kind of, you know, discussing his feelings and stuff about what was next and uh it, I feel like the camera or well the the zoom on him was just a little too long. So maybe they're going to play a more significant role or sometimes that Kind of stuff happens when someone dies, so hopefully that's not the case. But I I think they're going to play a big role. Episode two was just that action we were waiting for after episode one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a good mix, action,
0: and you just felt. I didn't think about the loss of tech. You know, they don't have Echo, they don't have Tech, and those are kind of the two like brainiacs. So you know, it's got to be tough because I mean, Hunter is like an all around dude, but he's not—he's not great at anything, but he's good at everything. And of right. course, Wrecker's Wrecker. So, like, I mean, they they are you know a couple steps behind, I think. So I'm curious how that'll work out. And I also, I was wondering, I think I think I t- leaned over to Eric and was like, you know, these would be three boys that Omega could hang out with. Could, you know, there's a whole story, I think. You know, we have heard that there might be more coming after Bad Batch. So who knows? But uh, that'd be cool if, you know, Daniel Logan could get back into it. But yeah, season or episode two. Those awesome killer plants, all those good things. Possible drink your, uh, you know, High Republic connections. <laughs> so, um, episode three. First, I need to ask the, the, you know, the little thing with the blood samples in it, like clicking every once in a while. Did that that's stress so you guys out? Like, I was like, yes, ah! That's every so time that's like, wow! like, what's going on? Like, that is like psychological, yeah. you know. Jacob can tell us what kind of, you know, torture that's considered. But, um <laughs> And then of course the I have so to weird. ask this. I have to ask this and it's kinda gonna maybe be a little bit spoilery. I guess we give spoil. spoiler. Is Omega force sensitive given what we find out? So and I'm Jacob, I'm gonna start with you, so have at it.
1: Yeah. So Uh, Of course, I'm a clone guy, so I love the increase of the the clone presence that there, of course, when our special visitor arrived (laughs) uh, (laughs) to view the progress that's happening at the research facility. Um, But definitely it's that buildup of anxiety that the time is ticking and uh, it all plays a piece of the story is that you you have the light and you have the dark and they're button heads with each other uh, with that spark of hope. And going back to uh, Omega and Emory being sisters, I'm wondering if uh, are, that the discovery will be made that if their genes are actually similar, if they are direct clones, so they might not even need Omega. And the story mm-hmm. evolves into, okay, well, now we have to save everyone else because they don't need me anymore because, you know, that's the right thing to do and so on. Um, it just depends on what angle or what part of the story that they do to dictate or to drive the story a little further because, yeah, there's the spark of hope and everything can be fine, but we also everything cannot be fine at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, I'm sure we put together M-Count is chlorians, which okay. evolves into, you know, what happens in the sequels and the story that is told throughout those movies that... this this is the steps and this was always part of the plan for the emperor to essentially be immortal and to continue living and to continue ruling um, that he learned through the ways of the dark side and that evolution and uh, the interesting piece of bringing uh, crosshair into it and their escape it's all full of action packed. And I, I love the dog. I got to say, I love the dog. We've got, three. uh, yep. Yep. I, I love it. And I think he's going to definitely play a story and it definitely feeds into the fact that come the season finale, that the gang's all going to rally and they're going to save the day one way or another, depending on how the story evolves and what needs to happen in order for the batch and the squad to be back together again. All
3: right. All right, Brandon. Man, episode 3. Ooh. Okay. There's a there's a lot, man. You know, I was looking um I wanted to kind of figure out what is making Omega Force sensitive. So, I'm like, okay, well maybe she I mean, we see with Sabine, you know, I didn't think that she was going to be a Force sensitive character, but um mm-hmm. she's shoving Ezra with the Force across planets now. Hey, <laughs> I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Cool, it works. I like it. And I you know, I like how they uh Filoni was um addressing more of George Lucas's theory that you know it's like karate, everyone can start, everyone can wield it, but some are gonna be better than others. I like that. So, you know, Sabine finally showing that side of her. I mean, great warrior already. So I think they already took that out with her. So what I was thinking was maybe Cyphodias might have had a bigger role. In the cloning as well, maybe he had some sort of uh, sample of his that when they were making um, direct clones, and they made the female version of Boba. Maybe some of Sifo blood was put into Omega's um, uh, subject, so maybe that is what gives her some force sense. But I mean, it's, it's a reach. I mean, it's probably not what's happening, but I, I'm, I like to think that that's true. Um, but I don't, I think with what's going on is going to be fine. We'll find out very soon if she actually is force sensitive or not. I know with the midichlorians that are put into her sample, it's obviously going to give her a spark. Um, but I mean, she's, it's like how Palpatine was describing Ray, you know, you don't know exactly who she is. So, I Think there's a lot more to her character that we'll be finding out in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a good journey, I think. What about yeah. you, Eric?
2: Yeah. yeah, it'll be really fun to see. Um, yeah, be, I think it'll be really interesting seeing what's going to happen with him. It kind of like what Brandon was talking about. Like the, the idea of the force kind of takes hold in people in different ways, right? So, like we saw in the Tales of the Jedi that Ahsoka was, you know, pretty good with the force just to begin with. Like, you know, she was able to, like, communicate with animals and things like that pretty at a young age, but then we see people like Sabine, who takes a really long time for it to click. Um so it's interesting to see and I was thinking maybe with Omega, like maybe she doesn't even know to try things because she doesn't she maybe hasn't heard of the Jedi or, you know, doesn't know any of the in the training or anything like that, whatever it may be. Um so it'd be interesting to see how that evolves over time and maybe, you know, like Asaj will show up and then she'll have some kind of awakening to the force and, and that that kind of thing. So Yeah, exactly, maybe some training. Um, So, yeah, I I really liked episode three kind of, I felt like, was a really big launching point for what's going to kind of set up some more storylines for what's going to happen throughout the season.
0: Very good. Yeah, I I was kind of curious, too, because, you know, uh, if you guys remember the Gunji episode from season two, (laughs) I believe, and she's Mm. doing, like, it's kind of like Sabine in the cup. Right. She can't get it to move. She can't get it to move. And then by the end of the show, she's like, you know, like Brandon said, she's launching people across major <laughs> gaps, but um, you know, cause I can't remember kind of the tribe episode, but you know, she's trying to do that stuff. Gunji does. She's trying to meditate and everything like that. And is that them kind of foreshadowing? Cause I mean, that's stuff Dave and some of his writers would do. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I guess we just have like one or two last questions for you guys was there anything missing that you had hoped would happen? I know what Brandon Lawrence is going to be, <laughs> but um, was there anything that anything missing? And do you have, you know, do you have a way too early? You know, it's like the, uh, it's like the the draft. As soon as the draft's over uh, for football and the Broncos, you know, they, they tank it. Um, just kidding, Brandon. <laughs> um, you know, they'll, they'll come out the next Damn. day, like the way too early draft. So what's our way too early predictions for, uh, Season three and was there
3: anything missing? And we'll start with uh Brandon. Sure. Uh just to touch back on the Broncos. I heard Tom Brady's <laughs> coming out of retirement. I heard. Not too sure on that. But uh yeah, come come on to the three oh three, man. Uh, right. anyways. <clears throat> back uh back to Star Wars. Uh I, I, I liked I think I liked everything that happened. You know, I think the first three episodes were three, like they went three for three. Um, I would I, agree. I would agree. They already, they're already doing it where you want more. And I like how they give us that mix. You know, we get Omega story, get to see crosshair. And then the next episode, we touch on our other side of the gang and we're running with Hunter and, um, Wrecker. And then in the third one, it's kind of like everything's more so coming together. Um, we, kind of have more of a leeway and we know what's going to happen next um but yeah i think i think it's off to a great start and i i do love how i think dave has this vision man where he i don't think he thinks the sequels are too bad i think he's just like you know it's just a different idea and obviously it's not george lucas So you can't expect George Lucas things. I mean, the, the first thing you see in the titles is, you know, based on star Wars from George Lucas, you know, that's what it's based on. That's the, that's the shell. And, you know, so I, I think Dave Filoni sees something that, um, a lot of us aren't even expecting and we, we know how he works in these conditions. So he's going to make and salvage the sequels or salvage Disney star Wars. I mean, I I don't think Dave has to do that. He's just writing good stories and it, and it connects. He, he, he has the stepping stones already. So I I, I think everything's off to a beautiful start. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I was going to, I was going to mention that like all three of you brought in different time periods, different shows to the books, like how it all is connecting. And like all of you saw it from a different point of view, which I think you know, for Dave and his other writers, uh, I think it was a Jennifer Corbett and I can't remember the other lady, Carrie Beck, I think, as well. Um, just knocking it out of the park with all the stuff that they're able to like, you know, spark in you guys and make things that make you guys see and think. So I, I was pretty excited for that. Um Eric, what do you think? Anything missing? Anything you hoped? Your way too early prediction.
2: So I honestly don't think it was missing anything. I kinda was just coming in like just excited to see what Dave was gonna do because um, I very much agree with Brandon and like just letting Dave just kind of do what he's got to do. You know, he's he's, doing, he's been doing a great job at this point. He's very much earned my trust in what he's been doing with the Star Wars franchise. So he's got to keep letting Dave cook. Um, but yeah, you know, for way too early predictions, I don't know. You know, we talked whenever the trailer came out um, that I think they're going to have kind of a bunch of different arcs throughout this season. Um, but I think, you know, Jacobson on it quite a few times that I think they're just going to kind of build towards the end where all these characters have been teasing is just going to come together and end up saving the day. Whether we lose some people here and there, I think that'll probably end up happening. Um, but I, I think the good guys will have the upper hand at the end of it all because I think it's kind of what Star Wars is all about. Alright. And Jacob,
0: bring us home, buddy.
1: Yep, it's it's already been said. 3 for 3, excellent pacing, staying true to the characters and their development and really giving into the heart and soul of Star Wars and what it's all about, you know, keeping the balance of the story, you know, having hope on one side and having doom and gloom on the other. I mean, we we see it all. And exactly that, if I was to put my draft pick in now or put my bets in now before the line changes, I would say that uh, yeah, I, I think we're definitely falling into a pattern that we saw with Rebels is all the characters are going to come together to unite as one because that's, that's the story of Star Wars. I mean, we saw it at the end of, uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. I mean, with the big scene of Lando coming in with all the people coming together to, crush evil once and for all and then my my one wish uh that's way too early to call is (laughs) i would not be opposed to a Ventress vader fight or some seeing some inquisitor action i would not be disappointed by that and to see if we can we can cross our fingers for that one because you know there's jedi involved you know Daddy Vader is right behind you, so. (laughs) 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 In one way or another, maybe some Inquisitors. We might get a first glimpse of early Inquisitors and what that looked like at the time, or to see maybe Palpatine go at it again one more time, like he did with Maul and Savage way back in Clone Wars, because I wouldn't be opposed to that either. But a really good, big lightsaber fight is on my wish with either the Emperor or Vader. Oh, yeah. I get to see, like, Assage fighting Vader and realizing who
0: he is almost immediately. Yep. Or, or, or sharing it. Or, yeah, with, yeah. That'd
3: be crazy. Man. That's a lot to And then here about- comes Quinlan Boss just kicking ah, Vader in the back. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, as long as oh, I get man. to see Vader
1: again in animation, because at the end of Clone Wars, that Ooh. animation was beautiful oh, of him. Yeah, so man, yes, if, we, yes. if we got to see that again and him going at it, because I think the only other time was. uh... Ahsoka versus him mm-hmm. was the only real time afterwards. Yep. But seeing in clone, him in Clone Wars animation, mm, money, yeah, man, money, right cool. there. Yeah, that's cool. another thing. Yeah, I'm kind me. of hoping we don't. Lose. I'll pay you to see yeah. that again.
2: <laughs> What's that, Eric? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of hoping we don't lose the Clone Wars animations. Like I, I, that might be wishful thinking for me, but you know, the Bad Batch kind of seems like the last kind of yeah. hope for us to kind of have that that Clone Wars animation that we've all kind of grown to love. Yeah, and it's just getting better and better. You know, I feel like season three is just getting, it's just kind of the Beautiful. animation's just been getting yeah. better over time. It looks so good.
0: Yeah, so. I was binging season two, and I've got two episodes left. I, and my wife's like, this doesn't even look like a cartoon, she says. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy yeah. how good it's getting. But mm-hmm. um, before we sign off, I, I don't want this answer. I just want you guys to think about it. And I'm sure we'll come back to it, uh, you know, when the season's over or something like that. But what does victory look like, given we know what's coming? So something to think about for the, all the listeners and viewers out there too. What does victory look like? Because we do know what's next for things, right? So we don't know what that is. And then I just want to thank all three of you guys for hopping on here um and joining us on our high council meeting. And we you know, welcome Jacob to the High Council, you know, and now he's thank now master with everybody else. And <laughs> um just real quickly we'll go around, you guys tell people where they can find you. Um and then we'll sign off here. So go ahead, Brandon.
3: Yeah, um one more thing to throw out there. I oh, saw yeah, a tweet. I saw a tweet earlier and it was like, why does hemlock look like Snoke? So check this Ooh. out. Here's a good idea. What if, you know, the bad batch ends up winning and defeating, you know, the Empire and what's going on? Maybe they need Omega one last time, but they end those chances. Palpatine takes it out on Hemlock making him kind of the, the host body, but obviously over time and maybe even just beating him up, maybe shocking him with force lightning. That's why Snoke looks damaged. Yeah, blue eyes. Horns, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a weird look. Yeah, mm-hmm. <sighs> is. Mm-hmm. That being mm-hmm. his ultimate punishment. High, high council yeah. episode four coming soon. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, that's, that would be nuts. But, uh, But yeah, just like earlier guys, you know, uh, clan Brandalorian, you can find me on all socials, um, mostly on Instagram and YouTube. Um, just pretty much anything within the star Wars universe, go over lore theories. Um, got a, uh, pretty big addiction behind me. So I like to, you know, (laughs) talk about the Legos and the Funkos and just kind of discuss them. And I got, uh, something I will be building. I showed the guys earlier, but I will, uh, I'll tell you off screen, Eric, but we'll, we'll, uh, We'll get into that. It's a, it's a banger. <laughs> oh, looking forward to that. You, stay right? tuned.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't really have any big socials, but I try to be as active as I can on a Facebook group. So uh, I mean, I'm, I'm on there commenting on stuff. So um, we just got the announcement that Battlefront two, 1 and 2, the original one from Pandemics, is being released. And I think uh, Jake posted something about it. So um, excited to see how that's going to go. And, you know, try to, try to stay active in, in that group. So Excellent. you can always find me
0: over there. And Jacob.
1: Yep, and you can find me right here at Explore the Force. I, too, do not have any major social medias that you can follow me on, but I'm looking forward to providing more content for the channel, and you can look forward to seeing me there.
0: Awesome. Again, guys, thank you. And for all of us, we have spoken.